keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we practice talking about sex without fear of being shamed. Because as long as it's legal and consensual, we don't yuck somebody else's yum just because we may not be into it. Our guest today, I'm actually just going to read you the story that he wrote to me as an intro. I'm a 26-year-old pansexual male who's also occasionally a cross-dresser. Long story short, most of my kinks stem from one question. How does it feel? I got into cross-dressing because I was initially interested to know how wearing one-piece swimsuits felt on someone's body. I was interested in understanding the female perspective, and it slowly expanded to curiosity regarding the female experience of sex. And so the story I'd like to share is that, my first sexual encounter as a crossdresser. A few months ago, I met this guy on an adult dating website, like FetLife, but not FetLife. Mind you, my profile at the time was not indicating my crossdressing habits as I was only starting to explore this side of my sexuality, but I'd already gathered a few outfits, including breast forms and a vagina prosthesis, basically silicone shorts with the appearance of external female genitals and a penetrable canal. However, I didn't have any makeup or wigs at the time. We started talking about our individual kinks. He was saying he was into latex, but sometimes it can get very hot and sweaty in there. Where I was saying that I like tight-fitting outfits, but I casually mentioned that lycra, like for one-piece swimsuits, was more breathable than latex. We exchanged a few pictures, and one of those I sent, without really thinking about it, we could see that I was wearing a bra. He asked me about it, and the cat was out of the bag. I told him I was into cross-dressing and told him about all my outfits and accessories. We kept talking for a few weeks and finally decided to meet up. I arrived there dressed as a man and changed in his bathroom. I chose to wear a gray sports bra and matching panties with my accessories, of course, a black dance leotard and a beige skirt. He was impressed by the outfit, how realistic the breast forms felt, but mostly he'd never known vagina prostheses were a thing until I told him I had one. We started the fun slowly. I gave him a blowjob. He was playing with my breasts, running his hands along my body, squeezing my butt. We moved to the bed. He moved the crotch of my leotard aside and started playing with my pussy, fingering the vaginal canal while feeling through the silicone from my dick. I lubed up the canal and he started fucking me slowly. The feeling of his dick going back and forth in the canal side by side with my own was, well, interesting. I don't think it would ever bring me to orgasm, but combined with everything else made it so hot. It was still quite satisfying. Eventually, I moved on top of him, riding him in cowgirl, which was equally hot. After a while like this, we took a break, and we were getting thirsty. I removed the leotard and silicone shorts, and we both wanted to change it up a bit. Being a bottom when I do stuff with men, I lubed up while he took a condom from the bedside table, which I then put on him, and he fingered my anus a bit before sodomizing me slowly. He was pretty good in that regard, giving me so much pleasure, he brought me close to that mythic asgasm. But we stopped before because he wanted me to come in his mouth, which I did. He finished off on my stomach. We cleaned up and talked for a bit. And then I left his place. Welcome, Jay. Thanks. How was it to hear that? Uh, it, I didn't remember every, every single detail in there, to be honest. And it kind of feels weird hearing my own story. Uh, I know I do have uh, quite a decent ten in that regard but yeah. really it's uh it's he it's weird hearing back one's own story to be honest totally <laughs> well thank you for uh, indulging us and listening with us 
Can you start out by telling us if you could rate yourself on a sexual shame-a-meter right now, with 10 being like you're super full of shame and don't want to talk about sex at all, and one being like you're pretty down for anything, where are you today? I'm pretty much around the, I want to say three and a half. Okay. Simply because I don't really have shame about my own sexual life. I really accept it all. But given that my family and my work environment are pretty conservative in nature, I don't, you know, go around the place yelling, hey, yesterday I had butt sex with another guy. Right? Got it. But should anyone really want to ask me details about my sex life, I'll be happily to divulge. It's just the work and the nature of, my personal relations with everyone else make it so that I don't just go around and talk about it everywhere. Got it. And can you give us just a brief overview of what your sex life is like right now? Uh, right now, in the fabulous times of COVID, it's almost dead, <laughs> really. Uh, I was exploring potential new partners lately, but up here in Canada, we're getting hit with a second wave, so they're really the, the public health direction is to maintain your own bubble and social distancing and there's direction uh, in Ontario right now that you are to only limit your contacts with people of your household which right. me living alone right now is me myself and I so I can relate to that yeah so uh, not a lot of it is is happening but notwithstanding COVID I think it's in a good place as in I'm talking to a few potential partners. I'm not dating someone specifically right now, so it's more of the hookup world for me. Got it. That's that's how it looks. When you first remember hearing about sex? Going back thinking about sex, really, it goes, uh, I can't really put a specific time frame on when I first started hearing about it. However, I'd say I was still in elementary school, maybe, when I, you know, kids talk, some Kids may have heard about it from their parents and all that jazz. So that yeah. those were the first ideas we got about it. Uh, and I remember back in third grade and all the way through really all of my grade school, the sex education program in my province out here in Canada was, I don't know if it was the best, but it was decent in my opinion, at least mm. with the teachers we got, because it fell, the responsibility fell on the teachers to provide that piece of the of the program and so i know as early as third grade we had like uh sex abuse prevention classes oh wow uh yeah that's amazing yeah. what did you learn in those uh, it was geared toward third graders mm -hmm. obviously so it was really like this is your body here's our some of the stuff that grown people shouldn't do with you yeah those kind of examples i remember as well fifth grade we had a class on puberty because fifth grade is around like 10, 11. Mm -hmm. So those are the early kind of body changes that come with puberty usually. So they started, you know, what is reproduction? What is the menstrual cycle? That kind of stuff. And I think I remember it was probably around, I want to say eighth grade or ninth grade. We also had the uh, science teacher was actually pretty, pretty good at this uh, at the sex education program. Hmm. And uh, she had like this anonymous question jar that you could put a question in it and she would she would just read it and then destroy the paper so that no one could actually find that paper and figure out who, said, who has the question. And she was, uh, she was actually pretty, like I said, she was actually pretty good. Uh, she answered most of the questions really honestly. Uh, 
So. So how is sex talked about in your household or with your friends? In my household, wasn't really talked about. I never really had uh, the sex talk from my parents. My family, well, my mother's side of my family was pretty, was all raised Roman Catholic. And when one of my cousins came out as a homosexual, not that it was a huge, well, it was a huge game changer as in, it was something that we had never thought about before. But mm. I mean, he's still a really appreciated part of our family. Like even being raised Roman Catholic, we didn't exclude him at mm. all. So, and we still have all, we all have good relationships with him. Yeah, he brought uh, he brought his uh, partners to family reunion and reunions and all that stuff. Wow. Do you feel like that influenced your understanding of queerness? Actually, yeah, I think at least it opened my perception about it. And, you know, I started just making myself more informed and just it didn't seem strange to me for whatever that means. I mean, to me, it was just someone loving someone else. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, young child's innocent eyes, maybe. And on my father's side, it wasn't really talked much either on my father's side. So really, sexuality wasn't really talked about. Not was it taboo, but it wasn't really talked about. Yeah. Did you have any siblings or friends or cousins or people like that who taught you things? We talked about it with friends, mostly. Mm. If I think back to my grade school years. But nowadays, it's really more... I have a select set of friends who are really open about sexuality, about sexuality, who I will not have any issues talking about my sexual life with them, yeah. but it's not really talked about within our family yeah. at all. Totally. I can relate to that. <laughs> so how did you start exploring yourself? My first sexual explorations were obviously with myself, uh, but goes around that grade school years uh, as well. Uh, I think yearly... The earliest age I can remember myself masturbating was around 11. And it was really me in my bedroom, just, huh, what is this new feeling I'm suddenly interested in? So, yeah, those were my, uh, really my initial forays into masturbation. And usually, like, shower time, that kind of stuff, where you're usually private. Mm -hmm. So, And do you remember how you started touching yourself and or if it's changed at all since then? Really, the earliest reason why I started touching myself was probably again in the shower, like having an erection under under the shower and feeling uh, the water on my on my penis mm. was oh what interesting. Let's let's play with that a bit more. And it's also around that age I started feeling like I kept hearing of, you know, in most of the public media you can see like on TV or movies or whatnot how men usually dread that rectal examination at the doctor mm -hmm. so i was is it really that bad so I, I actually started trying a bit with my with my anus as well at that time and even though i didn't specifically like it i wasn't completely put off by it yeah yeah so that's how i uh, i got into really exploring my body and all that stuff and can you tell us a little bit about your penis like where is it most sensitive how do you usually grip it like are you underhand overhand fingers top bottom tell us the details balls so i'm uncircumcised uh -huh. so my main masturbation technique is really i grab i grab it underhand and i do the traditional up and down motion mm -hmm. uh, however my balls are also really sensitive so i uh, i enjoy uh, just gently caressing them okay. as i do it like it gives a new twist or a new uh 
just a different way of doing it, I think, from the traditional drinking motion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when did you start exploring with partners? It took me a little while. The first partner I did something with, I was probably in a grade, well, it didn't take me that that long, but the most we've done was uh, she gave me a blowjob. I was around 15, I believe, back then. But we were, you know, just teenage lovers, fondling each other mostly. Uh, so yeah, the, that blowjob was really kind of unexpected, but it didn't really go further than that. Do you so. remember your 15-year-old feelings around getting a blowjob? Like, had you really wanted one or were you nervous? Or what can you tell us about what you remember from that? I remember being hormone crazed, so I really wanted to explore more about sexuality back then. So I was really, I really enjoyed that specific blowjob. And I was, it felt kind of both overwhelming and underwhelming in that most of the sensations were okay, mm -hmm. I guess. But whenever she was focusing on my, on the head of my penis, which is when I discovered it was extremely more sensitive than the rest, yeah. uh, it was bringing me up to cloud nine almost so uh, it was really an interesting uh, an, in an interesting one and then okay as a younger man who is exploring with anyone for the first time when you're like getting a blowjob did you talk about where you were going to come or when you were going to come we didn't really specifically talk about it yeah. however i remember specifically at some point i got up to answer the phone and when i came back I, gra I remember grabbing a spare uh, set of boxers so that I could actually clean myself up with in case, yeah. like, you know, just clean up, clean up the mess afterwards. Okay. Okay, great. So some forethought. So yes. what do you remember about your explorations from there? How did your sex life start to unfold? It didn't unfold much, really. It, it, it unfolded really slowly. Mm -hmm. uh, so it took probably a few, maybe a few years because I didn't stay with that first partner very long mm -hmm. uh, it took me probably a few yeah i want to say a few years probably a year or two uh before i actually uh found myself with a new partner and she was another it was another female partner at that time and we we were just at a party and we we basically, basically it's the first time i was hooking up with someone so i remember just later that night we were Again, it was a one-night hookup, so we were just playing with each other, funneling. I started fingering her, uh, and it just carried on. It just carried on from there. How did you know what to do finger-wise? How did I know? Uh, I took a lot of inspiration from porn. Yes. <laughs> uh, to be uh, to be mm -hmm. perfectly honest, that's where uh, most of my. So, as you mentioned in my early in my initial story, a lot of uh, how does it feel was from me watching something in porn and huh that's interesting so again going to fingering that's where i first started thinking about okay so how does a guy finger a girl yeah looking at porn porn is probably not the best source of material for one's own sex education but it does provide some level of inspiration mm. so it was really lights were off under the covers so i it it was really a little bit harder to figure out what to do. And did you talk to her at all while you did it? Because my early explorations, I felt like I had to be silent because I was so shy and nervous. So because we were in a room where other people other people were sleeping, <laughs> we we right. 
uh, <laughs> right. we tried our best to to stay silent. So, good point. Good so no, there was not. A, yeah, there was not a lot of talking involved really until the very next morning, where yeah, she said, "Yeah, that was nice. Let's talk a bit more, maybe if this becomes a thing." And it just never, never happened. Okay. So there was no real live feedback, if you want to say so. Got it. What point in your sexual development did you start to be aware of your pansexuality? So I was going through my uh, college years, and my college years were a really slow period for me sexually, sexual, sexual wise. And I remember one night doing uh, masturbating in my own in my room. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in a single room back in college. Nice. I remember wondering, hey, what's gay porn like? Yeah. So I looked up gay porn and I was, yeah, okay, that's not bad. I don't see the, what should be wrong with this. Like being as, I know from a straight male perspective, like gay porn isn't appealing at all. But from my perspective, I was, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. So I kept on, you know, every once in a while, I'll, I want to watch gay porn while masturbating tonight, that kind of stuff. And eventually after my college years, I decided, well, let's find a partner to explore that a little bit more. So I did what most exploring gay men did and just set up a grinder profile and found and found someone that way and how was it <laughs> it was all right for my first gay experience the most done thing perhaps was me giving my first blowjob to someone because it's you know it's this big chunk of meat right in your face that somehow you know it's provide it's going to provide pleasure to someone else by you uh, sucking on it and you know all that stuff but the first time it's kind of maybe imposing or intimidating yeah i was intimidated for sure so but then wait uh, wait wait details though what else do you remember was it like was it how did you do it what did um, how did you feel (laughs) don't skip it so it it was really interesting uh i remember uh he really took his time with me because Mm -hmm. i told him yeah this is my first time with another man i'm a little i'm 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 a little bit more curious on the curious side, or at least I was on the, more on the curious side back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he really took his time with me, was really gentle. And when it came to, like it was my intro story, uh, like you said, I'm a bottom when it comes to being with other guys. Mm-hmm. So when it came time for him to penetrate me, he really took his time. And it was a really good experience, uh, really, because it wasn't painful or wasn't, you know, that, that first anal sex, the first time you have anal sex, sometimes people will be really tense mm-hmm. and that's what Julie well it's not it's one of the main reasons that someone will be not comfortable having yeah. anal sex yeah. uh, but you like I said he really took his time and having tried a little bit playing with my with my own anus before it wasn't too foreign of a sensation so I have yet to experience a lot of pleasure anally I do experience anal pleasure yes but the mythic asgasm is still at least the arms reach away okay so but it was really interesting and i don't recall him how we reached climax i think he yeah he came in the condom so he came in my he came inside me but inside a condom but i remember the first time i came with another man uh, was him giving me a blowjob so after after everything we did i came i came in his mouth so yeah, that's uh, that's how th- that first encounter went. And how did you feel after that first encounter? Was there an identity shift at all, or was it just like cool? 
so after that first one, it was just like cool. Uh, I want to say, I probably stayed away from Grinder or those adult dating sites for, for a little while, but it never really shifted away from my own sexual perception. So, what do you mean exactly? Like to me, so what I mean is that it wasn't just a one-off try with another man. It was really, yeah, though it was nice. I just want to take a step back and really process it all before I want to try it again mm. type deal. Mm-hmm. So. I knew it wasn't a one-time deal. The hookup you told us about that was a one-night stand, was she... Did you end up having penetrative the fir- sex? The first... Uh, the the one-night stand, yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. And then after that, what were your sexual experiences like? Um, so again, it took a little while. Uh, so because that one-night party was really... Uh, I believe it was the very last day before I actually went to college. And oh, like wow. I mentioned... Yeah. What a and like I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was around Easter and I was already in college. Okay. I uh, it was my first year of college. My first year of college that Easter is the third time I got rejected trying to lose my virginity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Special time. It's times. not all, it's not always easy. <laughs> it's not always easy. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so you had this kind of going back to college send off. What Yeah. What was it like after this? There really was not a lot of partner play, mm-hmm. to put it that way, between then and when I finished college. Mm-hmm. Can you tell uh, us a little bit about what that felt like as a young person in college? Do you remember being frustrated or desperate or okay with it? Um, I was a little bit frustrated, to be honest, because I, I was seeing my friends uh, mm-hmm. around me, you know, having hookups, finding partners, all that stuff, but nothing was really going my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would I, I mean, I'm a really shy and introvert guy. If you see, if you come across me in the, on the street, you'd probably don't think I'm really less of a vanilla guy than like street clothes me is really vanilla, whereas bedroom me is over the top. Mm. But like, I didn't have a lot go- going my way when I was in college. Yeah. So you know, it was a little bit frustrating. Really. Totally. But it did allow me to just again carry on with. Uh, seeing what's out there in the sexual world mm-hmm. and maybe looking a little bit into, you know, stuff stuff to try here and there. So it was during my college years that I actually got my first sex toy. Ooh, what was it? Was, it was butt plug. Okay. What kind? It was a really small silicone butt plug, probably like an inch in diameter tops, which I tried for a few days. But the thing with it was when you lubed it up, even after cleaning it, it kind of gave off this weird smell, so I didn't oh. keep it for really long, really. So, But it was uh, it was really an interesting experience, and it introduced me a little bit more to my anal sensations. Uh-huh. So, you know, even without a butt plug, I kept on, you know, fingering myself every once in a while, just when I was masturbating to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe kind of change the routine or give it a new twist, Mm -hmm. if you will. Have you fingered yourself, like, have you kept your finger in your asshole while you're coming? Yes. What does it feel like to you? It's really, it it multiplies the intensity of the orgasm, at least for me, by probably a factor of, like, I want to say five. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it it gives off a a lot more intensity. It's not as comparable to, say, having having a penis inside me or a, a larger toy mm-hmm. inside me while I come 
that goes probably to a factor by about 10, like 10 oh, times wow. more intense. Yeah. The anal sensations really multiply my the intensity of my orgasms. So yeah, uh, going back to fingering, yeah, I, the fir- I do keep it inside there and it kind of, it does multiply the sensations and it's really, you know, it turns my orgasms into this kind of, uh, you know, when you feel like you're really exhausted, like probably after maybe a small run or something like that. So like you got, you have to wrestle a bit before you actually do something else. That's awesome. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's how I uh, started exploring more of my uh, anal sensations as well. Cool. And so in college, when you were, were you mostly researching through porn or do you like read Reddit or what, what's your primary method of research? Primarily porn. However, I did also go through erotica mm-hmm. websites. Mm-hmm. A few good ones out there. Do you, do you want to say any of them? Well, the main one really is um, Literotica. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome library, lots of stuff. I also stumbled once on, uh, it's called Ziti, Z-I-T-Y. And this one is more geared towards uh, um, medical play oh, cool. or medical fetishes, which uh, kind of opened my eyes on that side as well. Uh-huh. And that's also something that I really started exploring more lately, okay. right before COVID hit. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, can we hear a list of like, like a general overview, even if you haven't tried all the things of the things that you are into or would be into your over the top sex life, as you say? So, yeah. So uh, the way I usually present myself on my FetLife profile is that I'm into everything and anything sexual. However, I have a small bucket list of those must try at least once that I want to hit off. So I, one of them is, of course, medical play, like I just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I want to, I'm really interested in trying water sports or golden showers. Which, which side do you want to be on or both? Both. Cool. I want to explore a little bit more on the BDSM side because even if I played with most partners, I've, uh, this side has, I haven't touched really yet. I've had a few threesomes, but I really, it's one of those things that I really like, so it's always up there. Otherwise, uh, or any sort of group sex, more than three. I've had one time where we're four. Yeah. Uh, and I can talk about it a little bit later, but like group sex is also a big turn on. So the more the merrier, if you want to say. Uh, what else? One of the big ones that I've been thinking about lately that's been turning me on was being just it goes a little bit back to the BDSM part but being uh, tied while having sex yeah that's one I want to explore a little bit and eventually with the right partners because those really require some level of trust Mm. I want to explore what it's like being fisted yeah okay I was gonna ask about that yeah like large insertions what what do they feel like yeah so going back to that big what does it feel like part of my sexuality like at least once how does it feel to have something big inside you and uh receiving a cream pie but then again that will be with someone I really trust because you know production STIs all that stuff yeah right yeah so oh yes can you say a little bit more about BDSM? It sounds like I'm hearing submissive things being tied up. So because BDSM is so broad and wide, what else yes. specifically are you interested in so far? So I see really two facets to my BDSM 
self, mm-hmm. if you want to say it that way. In my cross-dressing slash uh, being with other guys, I'm definitely a submissive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, being tied, uh, being just being directed what to do, just like shutting off and this is me, you do whatever you want with me yes. kind of kind of thing. Like probably involving some little, maybe a little bit of spanking as well, if that goes that way, mm-hmm. uh, definitely. Uh, but on the flip side, when I started exploring the medical play aspects of my sexual life, I wanted more to be on a patient role, but I recently started building a doctor role as well. So on the medical side, I'm more of a switch, really. Oh, cool. Yeah. Can you tell us more? Sure. Uh, so when when I started exploring the medical side, really, I was just going on that, uh, well, if you want to give a starting point to medical play, it was really like just going to the doctor, uh, having, you know, just for a physical or what or, and whatnot, and always having this lingering thought of, okay, well, what are you going to do when you will, you know, look at my penis or will there, how will you examine my sexual organs? Mm-hmm. And this was just kind of a always reminder that kept on turning me on. And so... That's how I really wanted to explore patient patient side, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so this is how I started looking it up. And this is how I, started, I stumbled on the Ziti uh, Literotica website. Mm-hmm. And just reading those stories kind of, well, really turned me on. So I looked into, okay, so kind of, so kinky exams. What's really, uh, so there's really two sides of a kinky exam. There's either a realistic, but humiliating exam or a really medical uh, sex sex play in a medical setting type of exam so which you'll see sometimes both mm-hmm. uh, appear in those literatica uh are you more drawn to one or the other uh i'm more drawn to the sexual play in a medical setting okay. however i do still enjoy just the uh, uh realistic but uh, realistic but sexual, sexually humiliating type of exam. Yeah, I looked into so looking into the medical play, like going on Ziti, I was trying to find something I could give anyone that wants to play it with me, like a sort of a standard scenario. Uh-huh. And there really isn't any, so I just built my own scenarios with it, and that's how. Like knowing my own scenarios, I, I'm perfectly fine running them both as either the doctor or the patient type deal. Awesome. So, so I'd love to hear more about your sexual experiences that you've had. You've alluded to a couple of them, but first yes. I want to hear, how do you have conversations about sex with partners, including health and safety stuff? First and foremost, regarding health and safety, that's it always is it's always into my discussions with a partner before we even meet Great. and that if we ever do anything it, it it has to be protected if it if there's no condom there's no penetration period yes. uh so and i remember once i was with a guy and he was inclined into uh penetrating me and i i was just like i was on all fours i was just reaching around and i couldn't feel anything so i was yeah no unless you put a condom on yeah yeah, and wow. he did. It went 
looking for one, found one, and he, well, and then he put it on. Uh, but yeah, that was a, uh, it's not happening unless there's a condom on. Good. Since most of my recent sexual experiences were on, well, were hookups really, mm-hmm. uh, on adult dating, adult dating websites, it was really, so the, the, the conversation inevitably goes to, all right, so what are you, what are you into? What, yeah. what sexual stuff are you into? So, uh, I usually give the same quick intro really well just the one-liner that really anything sexual goes with me so long as there's protection uh and usually it just goes on from there oh well so usually the partner will go uh well i really like that stuff what do you think about it uh well i've tried it before this is how i felt but if we if you really want to try it again i'm perfectly fine with you trying that or you know that kind of stuff like recently there was a guy talking to me about just uh rubbing our cucks together <gasps> Ooh, is that that sounds very exciting to me i love things like that how does it feel to you to me it's really it's really normal i guess i mean and by normal i mean it doesn't give me over the top sensations mm-hmm. nor is it really like meh but it's in between okay so that's usually how the conversation goes about you know sexual kinks and all that stuff whenever i find a new partner do you feel like it's easier to have those sex conversations? Or I guess, do you have any comparative experiences with non-adult dating sites? Like, have you been on OkCupid or Tinder? Because I actually... Yeah, I've, I've been on those, yeah. uh, but... It's like harder to uh, talk to people about sex in my experience. Or or I'm just failing miserably so far. Yeah, No, it, it is harder. From a male perspective, if you just go on Tinder, there's a large portion of female profiles that will say just, no hookup. So there, there you go. That's the first thing that tells you if you want to talk sex, it's going to be in person eventually, but not on this app. Mm. At least in the way I see it. Yeah. I, it won't be your first conversation with this individual, with this particular individual. That's such a good point because I have never run across that on a man's profile. And yet, even when I'm like, so what are you into? They kind of I've gotten a lot of responses that are don't know what to do or they freak out or they disappear. And so I'm always just like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, it's uh, talking openly about sexuality, even on those apps, I think is still kind of a culture. It's still kind of culturally. Not I want I don't want to say taboo because it shifted away from taboo with sexual revolution, mm-hmm. but it's still a less desirable topic. I want to say. Yeah. So people are not used to approach talking about sexuality freely. Yeah, it seems like they just are like, I don't know what to do with this. And I'm like, well, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what else to do. Yeah, because it's usually this it's usually this private conversation you have that I don't know, probably they relate to it, talking about it on an app, like if we're talking about it at a bar, maybe. So maybe, it, maybe it's kind of a little bit daunting at first. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I'm just a person that never knows when exactly to bring things up. And I'm also just like, I like to be efficient. So if we're not into the same thing, let's find out right away. So for you and your dating experiences that you've had post-college, what does that look like? Is it mostly app-related? And can you start to tell us about some of the things you've done? Because it sounds like you've done a lot of yeah. cool stuff. <laughs> so most of, my date, most of my dating was app-related. Okay. Uh, but 
I I don't have the most success on that end mm -hmm. uh, in terms of long-term personal relationships. So that's why most of my dating has been in the hookup side of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've met a bunch of uh, just publicizing myself as somebody that's open to everything and all. Uh, I've done a bunch of uh, interesting stuff and I want to do more of it, of course. Uh, but if we go back specifically to some of the stuff I already talked about, I've had, I want to say, off the top of my head, two threesomes and at least one foursome where we're uh, three guys and a girl. Ooh, how did those come about? Uh, it was really on uh, adult dating websites again. So going back to the first ever threesome I had, I was just approached by uh, a couple who was looking for a young guy to have a threesome because the female in the couple wanted to experience double penetration. Oh, yeah. That's one of my fantasies. I haven't gotten that yet with two live cocks. I've had a cock and a dildo. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, I was approached by this couple. We talked about it. We, we just talked for, uh, I want to say a few days. We met once, uh, never, never had anything, never had any sort of follow on after that because they just deleted the, their profile from the website after that. Okay. But it was kind of an interesting experience for, it was also my first uh, time penetrating someone anally. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so it was both a first time for her and sort of double double penetration and a first time for me being a penetrative partner for anal sex. How was it? And uh, Really interesting, really. So you kind of get the opportunity to compare both sides the first time. And so, so you can observe that, yeah, it's obviously tighter on, on the backside, but really... The sensations past that tightness, at least to me, aren't that different. Mm -hmm. But being one of two penetrative partners in a threesome for uh, someone being double penetrated, that's also really interesting because y you're not the only one moving about yeah, in, I, this whole, in this whole exchange. That's 100% my question. It's like, logistically, like, where were you? How did you move at the same time? What was it like? Did you, was it so awkward? Not, <laughs> so it, it is awkward and it's not always that easy, especially if you're, honestly, bottom of the sandwich. Yes. And uh -huh. that you have much room to move about. So it's really just, you know, small pelvic thrusts. Yeah. You're like an anchor. And that's, yeah. That, and that's pretty much it because Wait, you so can. so were you the bottom of the sandwich? At least once. Okay. We, we, moved around oh i love that uh, yeah we moved around but the first time yeah i was uh, i was the bottom of the sandwich to put it to put it that way yeah so from the bottom most person in that exchange you don't move you, you don't have room to move that much because yeah. you have you have all those legs and arms around you and there's also the weight of whoever's on you uh, as well that kind of it restricts the movements the movements a lot and okay just to get really specific so that my brain can understand yes it, when you were bottom of sandwich yes. were you in her asshole and she's like doing a reverse cowgirl and then getting fucked by the dude the other way so the first time yes we've moved around before at some point i was in there in her vagina uh -huh. uh, she was on top of me uh, -huh. uh again moving around uh, okay. at some point i was on top again in her vagina uh so Got like, it. All the, all the possible combinations happened that night. 
Okay. Was it <laughs> in those transitions? Did you both pull out and then restart, or did you guys ever like move as a triad? <laughs> uh, so at least one of us was pulling out at a time. Okay, that makes sense because otherwise I'm just like, how? Okay, no, okay. No, otherwise it's uh, uh, it's a really bad ending game of Twister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what else do you remember about that experience that stands out to you? Uh, I remember at some point uh, I was uh, fingering her in the vagina and her partner was in her ass. And so I could feel him through her. That's hot. Yeah, it's it's really... It's really interesting, and I didn't play on that side too much because I wasn't sure like how it felt to her, how it felt to him. So yeah. I was, and I just didn't. I was really looking at how receptive she was to what I was doing, mm -hmm. and so it didn't seem to. I, I, I'm not. I can't recall exactly how she reacted then, but mm -hmm. I just didn't want to take my chances. Okay. But it was really. It, it's really a weird feeling. And uh, I remember recently I saw on the, uh, it was on FetLife, I, was, I, w I just saw someone that uh, was being vaginally fisted while having someone in her ass. And to me it was, I want to be that person. So it, it made the bucket list. However, I'm pretty sure this is one of those, it's really unlikely it will happen, but if it ever happens, I'll be... You never know. You never know. Wait, do you no. want to be the fist or the cock or both? Uh, both can do you think it's physically possible for you to be both in the same moment can you fuck somebody in the ass i'm not sure if that's fees if I physically wonder. possible i don't know either but now i want to find out <laughs> that's really interesting i don't know maybe yeah, that'd be cool maybe yeah so this is so this is one thing that really stood out to me in that time that made it really memorable yeah. and so going back to other experiences uh there was one time like I, like i mentioned were four uh, three guys with a girl yeah how did that come and about again uh i was approached by this guy uh on adult dating website i was my account that time was telling i'm a bisexual guy that and that and that's pretty much it mm -hmm. uh and so he wouldn't he wanted three bisexual guys to please a girl and please each other as well. So basically, found two other guys. We all met at his place, and it was just the three guys first. the The lady was slightly late, mm. uh, just so slightly, just so slightly. And so we were just fooling around, uh, all three of us, and eventually we were joined by her, uh, his female partner. That was really interesting because while we were both pleasuring her, mm -hmm. we were pleasuring each other for her. That's cool. So, yeah, so it's it was uh, really interesting. However, it didn't last really uh, as long as we wanted, uh, mm -hmm. to be honest, because at some point she wanted, like I I had briefly mentioned while we were chatting online that you know I'm usually a bottom and I don't I I don't mind being sodomized, mm -hmm. and so she really wanted to see one of the the other two guys. Uh, fuck me. Mm -hmm. So, well, I started looping up, fingering myself, just like helping myself yeah. receive that receive that cock. Uh, and so the third guy was uh, 
he was quite well endowed, okay. to be honest. <laughs> but he had a he had a hard time keeping himself hard, mm. so he couldn't really uh, he couldn't really penetrate me. And the other so the other guy went, all right, well uh, then I'll do it. And he just came really hard in, inside me, and it hurt, kind of hurt. Oof. So I was wait 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 wait, and it just the, this whole encounter just fizzled on from there. So really, yeah. Okay. So. But being all four was really nice. It just didn't really end that well. Yeah. But it sounds like it's something you would be up for again and hopefully have a better outcome. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. One of my gay fantasies, which sounds insane because I will never be able to participate in this myself, is to be like a daisy chain. Like I love looking at pictures and video. Like I just I would love to like watch that or photograph it or something. I would love it as well. To be honest, it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I cool. was talking with a guy before COVID put the brakes on everything again yeah. that wanted me to come meet him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And they were both open to it. And again, he knows I'm more of a bottom, so it was likely to happen. But, you know, COVID breaks and all, just it. I wanted it to happen as well, just yeah. not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's safe, when it's safe. Yes. Oh, have, yes. Have you topped a dude ever? Or have you only been in lady asses? I can remember distinctly two dudes mm-hmm. I've topped. Mm-hmm. And both of which I was there first. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, it's, I, I find it interesting because you have to take your own perspective in sexuality and mirror it onto them, I think. Being traditionally a bottom and flipping it over to be a top. Mm-hmm. So, while well, I, I do enjoy it as well. Don't get me wrong. It's really different. Yeah, it's a totally different energy. Yeah, you're, it's you, because you're a different variable in that whole equation, right? I remember even one of those two. Again, I was saying I was his first. He had played with his with his ass before, uh, with his wife, mm-hmm. and when so I was invited to the, to their place, and uh, I really remember that one because it was particularly enjoyable i remember it, i remember it being particularly enjoyable both topping him and being topped by him because his wife was present <gasps> was she watching she was watching she didn't participate well she participated a little bit like she was uh, masturbating us uh just lying under us but no penetration involved mm-hmm. so that's it was really interesting that way and something that i still try to I do remember vividly, but I still try to figure out how, why I felt it that way. But I remember uh, when he came, uh, he was wearing a condom, as I always in- insist, and I felt him come inside a condom. Like I could. F- yeah. Whoa. So, I think that's hot. How does that hit you? That was, that's why I find it really memorable because oh. I really enjoyed that feeling. Was it However, a special condom? I don't know. That's why, at least in my mind, that's how it felt. Maybe it, it wasn't that. Well, I maybe can, he had a really hard come. Like there are, like I've maybe. definitely like felt some guys pulsing, like where you can feel oh, it more than others. Yeah, yeah. Maybe or maybe it was just pulsing, and I interpreted it as his come just hitting the wall of the condom. Maybe that was that. But I do remember, like I knew when he came yeah. inside that condom. Yeah. Wow. So. Oh my gosh. 
Ooh, okay. Uh, what else haven't we covered yet, sex-wise? Or should I start asking you specific things about, like, there's so much I want to know. Okay. Oh, please, please, please ask, because I know we could talk for probably hours on oh God. just fetishes and things I want to try, but... Yeah, okay. I would love to know, are you into sexting? It sounds like you're talking with people ahead of time about what you want to do. That's kind of sexting, right? Do you feel yeah, like a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's not my biggest turn on, mm -hmm. to be honest. What do you, what would you say your biggest turn on is if you were going to pick one? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard question. <laughs> that's a really hard question. But you made me think uh, of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's a really hard question. If I'd say my biggest turn on, all I can say these days, it's seeing an erect cock. Mm. These days. Like it comes and goes with whatever my primary interest is yeah. at the time. Yeah. But these days, just like he's got a nice hard on. That's interesting. That turns me on. Does that work in a picture or does it have to be in real life? Most picture, but definitely real life. Okay. But when it comes to sexting, I enjoy it from time to time. I'll definitely do it with most partners. But sometimes when they're just, maybe a little bit too insisting, that's when it turns me off. Yeah, that's such a good point. I feel like it has to be the right sort of texture and timing and balance. What do you feel like makes it the most successful for you in your experience? Well, for sure I have to be turned on as well uh, yeah. because if it's at, if it's arriving at a time where I'm not really seeking it, it's I won't entertain it for sure. Yeah. And uh, like I said, there's only, there has to be this good measure. If someone just always hitting me, oh, I'm still I'm still jerking off thinking about you, uh, or uh, you know, uh, did you did you did you did you did you come? I still haven't come. I'm still stroking. Like no, no. <laughs> it could be too. It could be really overwhelming. Yes. Yes. So th so there has to be this good measure of just enough, not too much. Yeah. And that will be that that will work with me. Yeah, I feel like when a partner is tuned in to me and we're on the same level of turn on and we're not just like dropping in and starting there, that's when I feel like it's the best yeah. for me. So how about sending and receiving nudes? It sounds like you enjoy receiving them and receiving a picture. Do you send them as well? I send them as well, especially with a partners that just want to see pictures of my various cross-dressing outfits. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You have to talk more about that. I mean, I would love to talk hear. about yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I really enjoy sending pictures of uh, my various cross-dressing outfits yeah. uh, just because I like to approach my cross-dressing as I want to pass as a female. Cool. And not just like going all the way to the drag spectrum, like going over the top. That's not what I want to achieve with my cross-dressing. I just want to appear like a female. And so I remember I was actually visiting my parents and I opened up Grinder because I just wanted to shoot a quick message to someone else. And someone from that area sent me a message saying, hey, do you know this is this app is for gay guys? So to <gasps> me... That's amazing! Yeah. So to me, I take it, I take it as the absolute compliment yeah. in terms of cross-dressing because it actually told me I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve. That's awesome. Yeah. So I really enjoy sending those pictures just because I want to. I also want to give those prospective partners like, hey, which outfit would you like me to wear yeah. whenever we meet? Uh, so I, so this is how this is one of 
the biggest parts, I want to say, of cross-dressing and pictures and all stuff. Uh, when it comes to receiving nudes, going back to your question about mm -hmm. receiving nudes, I don't mind receiving nudes. Actually, I enjoy it. I just don't want it to be the first thing you ever send me. Oh, that's I'm so happy you said that. Yes, I agree. In in the same way that when I'm like, hey, strangers, don't tell me your fantasies about me as an introduction. Why is that a good idea? Yes. Like you didn't yes. find out if I wanted that. So it's not really yes. consensual. Yes, which is why I was actually satisfied to see or actually I like that when they added this to Grindr specifically. Grindr has an option you can put on your profile that says uh, not say forward picks and you have mm. yes not at first or no. So I put it at not at first on my profile. Oh, now again, I love everyone, that. Not everyone will read your profile, right. but at least those who do will see that and not send your a dick pic right away. Yes. Yes to Grindr helping people with training wheels around consent. That's great. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a start. Yes, it's, pretty, it's a start. How do you pick your outfits? As in, how do I find something and just want to buy it or how yeah it... like what's your whole process like i'm also a person that i'm not very good at outfits or clothes in general like i'm very utilitarian when it comes to hair and clothing and everything so i'm yes. i'm yeah i'm curious yeah so it initially started with uh you know swimsuits really where i just wanted to feel something tight tight against my body yeah uh so i just oh this one looks this one looks nice let's just buy it uh, this is how it initially started when it came to dresses and uh, skirts. It went more the way of, I want to look cute in it. So if I find it, look, it, if I find it would look cute on a female partner I'm dating, mm -hmm. then I, and I think I would look cute in it as well. Then that's when I say, I want this one. And it usually goes with some, it's usually something that's, uh, you know, close fitting, especially when it comes to uh, dresses. And I only have two skirts, really, mm -hmm. but it goes, it, it, that's pretty much the main deciding factor is, is it something loose and baggy or is it really tight fitting? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it usually goes closer to the tight fitting spectrum. Are your skirts uh, like pencil skirts or are they like the A-line? Like, what do they look like? So I have, like I said, I only have two, one of which is a schoolgirl type <laughs> skirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the other one is a uh, white golf skirt. So it has the uh, built-in shorts as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. And how did you pick out your vagina? That's a really good question, really. So... Again, it all goes back to this one question that drives it all that... How does it feel? Yeah. And so I was just searching online. Right, because you can't like try them on at the store. No. Yeah. So I would, yeah. So I was just wondering if it was something that actually existed. Yeah. For starters, mm -hmm. and I was just looking online, and I found a few websites. There's two really that I can think of that do sell them. So I found, so I found one of those websites, and I was. That's interesting. Do I? <laughs> want one me yes yes let's do it so that I'm, I'm slightly giggling audience because he's making such a cute face that's that's a thinking face <laughs> just for context <laughs> so yeah so looking at 
so there's more than there's a range of products mm -hmm. so they have shorter like one that have long legs that mm -hmm. come with it short legs uh so the, it's more than just the vagina mm -hmm. uh like the model i have is probably mid goes mid thigh okay. and up to my belly button maybe uh -huh. uh, so it's a it's not the largest one but it's not the smallest one either and just like from a logistics standpoint again because i'm so curious and confused yep. easily the hole is allows access and it sounds like when you were getting penetrated there that it's hitting your cock underneath or where exactly yeah, so does it go so basically because it's latex or silicon mm -hmm. most likely uh it's just like all floppy by nature mm -hmm. uh so mm -hmm. there's two ways you can have this penetrable canal go when you're wearing the shorts first you can have it go uh, side by side with your own penis mm -hmm. or you can have it go between your butt cheeks okay. so the way i had it when i met this guy uh, it was going side by side with my own cock okay have you tried it the other way not with someone okay are you going not with to? someone i want to try it maybe I eventually mean, i guess i don't i guess i don't i guess i wouldn't need that <laughs> <laughs> i forget sometimes i mean it yeah <laughs> i want to try everything so much that i forget that i have different anatomy sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah well but this was the closest thing to experiencing it from a female perspective without going through sex reassignment surgery or just anal sex yeah so uh this is this is why i wanted to try it that way but that was the main deciding factor uh but yeah yeah there's really like i said there's really two way of putting it and one thing you have to be very careful about though if you're putting it next to your own cock is you also have your balls somewhere okay, near that area i was gonna ask because you said you have sensitive balls too and so could they yeah. get squooshed they can uh so you have to be mindful of that and you know readjust as required and you have to tell your partner like hey my balls are in the way just make sure you don't smash too hard and like a specific if you go really hard on my balls i'll feel it yeah. like, so i know like at one point it was it kind of came close i was just wait a bit readjusted all right carry on yeah yeah and then, like, emotionally, like, feelings-wise, when you're wearing it, how does it strike you? Like, what? Yeah. Emotionally, it's uh, it's kind of hard to describe. I know from, so from my memories back when I met him, it's, uh, it gave me this satisfaction that I was pleasuring someone else in a non-traditional way, I want to say. Uh, so, like, I knew he was having pleasure. I was having, I, I was having personal satisfaction at giving him pleasure. Although, like I mentioned, it's probably not the way that's going to bring me to orgasm. Yeah. But it is satisfying physically a little bit, yes, but emotionally. Uh, it it has this emotional satisfaction level, so it is enjoyable, even though it's not the most sexually enjoyable feeling. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Do you talk about cross-dressing with female partners? Um, no, no. There's. Some of my friends who are more open sexually would probably 
be you know receptive with this discussion however i have yet to approach the subject with her mm. personally i wouldn't mind mm-hmm. but it just hasn't happened yet okay and in your fantasy brain is there a world in which you would want to get dressed up and engage with a female partner or or does it feel like something you only want to do with dudes i would actually enjoy it with a female partner as well mm. uh eventually be it just both of us or more yeah uh, as well with a with a couple i would definitely enjoy it because from myself i would probably be perceiving myself as like a second female in the equation yeah uh but i don't know from the female pers- the other female perspective like is it a female is it a male how would it play uh, would she have a female approach to me like so yeah like would would she see both of us as females having sex with his part her partner or would it be like this i have all those all those questions in my mind yeah. that i i want to see experience totally i think i mean so, just just me thinking in my fantasy brain for myself if i were ever in that type of situation i think it would feel like an ffm threesome but it would be like she has a built-in strap on which i think would be really cool oh, that like that's yeah, how maybe and you know and i also have a funny brain that doesn't uh like i don't I don't really think of people in like gender binaries necessarily. Like it's more yeah. like people um, yeah. which maybe you can relate to because you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about why you identify as pansexual instead of bisexual? Yeah, because sure. Uh, because to me, uh, so I started initially identifying as bisexual just because mm-hmm. uh, having sex with either a female or a male was all fine by me. But realistically, whatever you got between your legs doesn't matter to me as yeah. long as we can have fun. Yeah. So that's why I identify mostly as pansexual instead of uh, bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a body and I can make it feel good and we get along, let's try it. Yes. So that's why I'm considering myself pansexual. Like I could be with a, I could be topping a trans girl who hasn't had sex reassignment surgery and perfectly I have lots of fun with her mm-hmm. and that moment and have fun with her later after possible surgery and it would it wouldn't change a thing so to me it, it regardless of how your body is mm-hmm. as long as we can have fun together let's have fun fuck yeah what other toys do you have that we haven't talked about uh it's there's two sets i want to say there's a standard set so dildos butt plugs that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i do have a few uh because i do enjoy having differences in mm-hmm. my anal stimulation whenever I feel like I want to have anal stimulation. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the medical play and, you know, building scenarios and all that stuff, I started, uh, you know, just acquiring some medical tools and all that stuff. So I have speculums and uh, anal, sc- uh, anal scopes, that kind of stuff as well. So... And have you gotten to use these on partners already? Uh, not yet. So I have. Okay. I had one medical play scenario with a partner where we didn't use any of those uh, toys or tools or however you want to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but each of those tools, I have, uh, with the exception of vaginal speculums, because 
didn't really feel like trying that trying it that way uh i've tried on myself mm. so i want to see how it would feel done how it would feel on a partner before i actually use them on a partner yes that is something i appreciate so much my former dom would test everything out every new toy he would get for me he would test on himself first so that mm -hmm. he knew what i was up for i love that what about sex parties have you been would you want to go i would definitely want to go uh i have never been to one yet uh there is a a uh, small BDSM community in my area right now. Uh, they do, or they used to do monthly munches mm -hmm. until COVID. Right. Uh, and so uh, I have joined in one of those munches, and they casually mentioned they were planning a sex party in the future when it is when it will be safe to do so. And mm -hmm. I, it's on my radar yeah. uh, to go and attend, uh, but it has yet to happen. Okay. Do you have sex dreams? Sometimes. Uh, it's been a while, really. Uh, I don't usually remember my dreams. Mm, okay. uh, I do remember having them younger. Uh, and it really, it's really weird because you wake up and you feel all gooey down there. And you're like, <laughs> did I? I no, that's not pee fudge. Okay. Well, better change. <laughs> <laughs> so real so but i've had sex dreams younger as well where, where they didn't end up in a wet dream okay uh, what about daydreams like what is your actual sexual fantasy life like especially since you're alone so much right now <laughs> uh these days it's really uh it's really straightforward really i just uh, my sexual fantasies will usually line up with uh whenever i feel like masturbating and I'll pull up some porn of whatever I feel like I want to see in the moment, be it harder BDSM-oriented porn, or be it just vanilla guy on girl, be it just guy on guy being girl on girl. I Whatever I feel like watching at that time yeah. is usually going to be what my fantasy of the moment is, really. Fuck yeah. Do you have any other like great disasters or triumphant moments or things that were weird or terrible or awesome that you can think of right now? Uh, well, there was one I can probably think of. Uh, one of my more recent hookups was with a, uh, I want to say older guy, mm -hmm. uh, like probably mid to late 50s. Uh, the thing is, he had a hard time staying hard. Mm -hmm. For once, and so it wasn't always satisfying being penetrated by him. And the second thing was, I don't know why, I can't figure out why, but whenever we would stop having sex, it would put his finger inside of me just so that I, I, the, I think the idea was that I would just wouldn't like go back to fully contracted, <laughs> okay. hard to penetrate type deal. Is that a thing? But I I don't I don't know what the the thing was. I can't figure out how or why, but he had the driest fingers, <sighs> and it would just start burning inside me somehow. Oh. Like it was really uncomfortable. 
Oh, horrible. So, yes. So that's really, so when you talk about disasters, that's really one that strikes me as it, like, I had fun-ish. Like, I I came, I had, it wasn't the most satisfying of orgasm, but I had an orgasm. It just wasn't the most fun encounter I've had. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it easier to hook up with dudes than ladies? Because as a guy, you have to... <laughs> it is easier to hook up with dudes. <laughs> At least in my short-ish experience, it's been easier to hook up with dudes. Okay, fair, 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 fair. <laughs> <laughs> so if we go into land for a moment in your like someday life, if you have partnership, do you imagine it looking like one person? Do you imagine an open relationship? Do you imagine closed partnership? Or do you imagine like a group of people to pleasure you? Or something else? That's a good question. And I, to be honest, I've actually been thinking about it a lot lately. I'd probably go with whatever my partner feels like. If, mm. I'm, if I'm meeting a partner that really wants a close relationship, I'd be comfortable with that close relationship. If I actually meet a group of partners, like a poly... Uh, a, a polycolor group mm-hmm. or whatever, I'd be entirely open and being part of that group as well. Uh, whatever happens, it's just, I don't want, I, I feel like I would still have, if I'm, if I meet a partner that's able to satisfy me sexually, yeah. I'd be definitely, doesn't have to be something insanely complex. Like, am I enjoying my sex life with this partner? Yes. And even if it's a, like purely vanilla a purely vanilla sex life if i'm enjoying it then it's it works for me if it's a group that uh there's a dude that has very bdsm kinks and there's a female that's more vanilla then i'd be comfortable with both like i can fulfill this because i know i can fulfill this guy's probably more dominant side whereas this female partner wants a more soft romantic side that i know i could also fulfill as well Mm, beautiful so do you have any overall like hopes goals dreams for your sex life if you could just say it in a sentence or two like what you're hoping for for the future Uh, i just hope to have a satisfying sex life wherever that sex life ends up heck yeah what do you think is the hardest thing about navigating your sex life uh the hardest thing about navigating my sex life Ooh. Uh, it's fine. I think it's finding partners that are as willing to try as many things as I am. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a few out there. Don't get me wrong. I've mm-hmm. met people that are as willing to try as I am. Mm-hmm. However, with the nature of my job, I tend to move around a bit as well. And so this, even being a purely sexual, we want to try stuff relationship, it just didn't really happen or maybe uh, the partner managed to weird me out because it's the one thing that will stop me from talking to someone is that I'm really weirded out by this person. I don't want to carry on this relationship. Yeah. That was, I can remember of at least one instance where this happened, but otherwise, yeah, it's really finding the partners that have this diverse set of fantasies as I have. Mm. And on the opposite end of that spectrum, what's the easiest or most awesome thing about your sex life? 
it goes back to this diversity as well, really, because I get to try it. Being so much into hookups more than steady partners, mm -hmm. I get to try a lot of things that I want to try, really. So I can have a hookup with this guy who just wants to play with a crossdresser and a week or a month or whatever later, I can be with this girl who just wants something vanilla or I could be with this guy who wants to try water sports who's never tried it as well. So we're just trying it together. So this it's this diversity of opportunities that I also find really awesome about my sex life right now. Awesome. Would you be into scat play or blood play? Blood play is one of my very few limits. Okay. There, there will never be any sort of blood play involved anywhere. Yeah, same. Uh, scat play, I have a very specific view on scat play in that, it, like, just as part of anal sex, it can happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. But I don't think that as, counts as scat play, do you? But no, no. that doesn't count as scat yeah. play. Okay. I mean, but when it comes to scat play specifically, I wouldn't mind, like, I think, at least what I think my personal take on it is that I wouldn't mind like being someone who enjoys it, who would do it in front of me or ask me to just push one out. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be the one playing with it. Agree. Like there's no more, no more than just pushing one out. Uh -huh. Okay. But uh -huh. anything past that is a no. That's a clear limit though. I think that's a clear boundary. Yeah. I love that. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? Uh, I'd probably go back to that eighth or ninth grader me and that sex ed class and, and tell him that, you know, sex in itself is very diverse and there's more than one facet to it and just go along with it because there is much more than just straight vanilla sex. There's much more than hardcore gay sex. There's a, It's just this whole spectrum and just take your time and figure out what is your preferred way into sex? What is your preferred path into sex? Fuck yeah. Do you want to ask me a sex question? Probably the one question that just, I think it goes with today's theme is that were you a guy, what would be the first thing you'd like to try? Beside a daisy chain, because I already said that. Yes. <sighs> it's hard because my obvious answers are like, I want to feel what it feels like to have a penis. Uh, you know, so I don't, I don't want to give the boring answers, but obviously I would want to try all the things. Honestly, I would love to feel what it's like to fuck another dude with a cock. Like I would love to hmm. see what it's like to be a top with a guy, because that's something that I feel like I will never actually get to experience directly through myself, like in a, in a mental, emotional, physical way. And I am just so curious about what the actual sensations are like but then i would also like want to do a group sex orgy version of that and like also invite ladies or who you know whoever i don't non-binary yeah. people trans people <laughs> <laughs> orgy yeah. obviously orgy is the answer <laughs> obviously obviously <laughs> oh my god jay thank you so much for being on the show it's been a pleasure